Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on when you listen to the podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify. I'm Jan Orkut, along with Sherry Dodderer, an occupational therapist and dysgraphia expert. Welcome to The Writing Glitch, dysgraphia discussions where we hack dysgraphia, no pencil required. Today on episode four, we are interviewing Nicole Santamaria from Miami, Florida. She is the owner of OT for Real Life. She is going to be sharing some insights about executive function skills. I am so interested in learning how executive function impacts students with dysgraphia. Hello, Sherry. How are you today? Really? Hello, Jan. Yes. We record this podcast at Alvernia University, and on my way here today, I felt like the universe was trying to push me off the road. It took all I could do to keep present and alert and just focused on today's podcast. Right now, I am just praising God that he brought everyone safely. I didn't get a scratch on the car because the car is not mine. Mine's in the shop this week again. It's been absolutely crazy trying to keep two cars on the road, let alone three cars. We have three drivers and it's just been crazy, but I am totally looking forward to what Nicole has to say. Nicole, how are you? Hello. I am really doing good. I had a good day. I left my afternoon free to record this podcast with you ladies and hopefully get some good information to your community and talk about executive functioning skills and dysgraphia. And before we move on, I want to find out, Jan, how are you doing really? (laughs) Really? I'm doing okay. I've done better, but I'm happy to be here. Really happy to be here. And actually, I'm really excited to hear what Nicole has to say because I have viewed several hours of videos with you and she earlier in the year. I'm really looking forward to talking with you, Nicole. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We almost know each other, right? Almost. Nicole, have you ever had somebody ask you, how are you feeling with the really? No, but I like it. Exactly. Nicole, we met several years ago online and we've probably interviewed one another several times over the years. A couple times at least, right? But I was much more excited to meet you in person recently. Yeah, I know. That was a treat. I met one of my online friends in real life. While you were driving up to meet me in Lake Worth, Florida, what were you feeling? And you were also riding with somebody. Can you share a little bit about those feelings? It was actually nice. I don't have a lot of colleagues that I work with because I'm a solopreneur, so I work by myself. And especially not a lot of OT colleagues that I get to chit chat with. On my way up, it was myself and another OT. At the end of the day, we talked about stuff, but we also talked about OT things, of course. We were on our way to meet Sherry, my online friend that is also an OT. I thought it was a great way to spend my evening. Glad we got to meet. It Was that you or was that Linda that kept poking me and going, I'm starstruck. Is it really you? Is it really you? Yeah, I don't remember. Probably both of us because we were like, what? We're really here? <laughs> I have a question for you, Sherry. Why were you asking Nicole about her feeling? One of the things about asking about how you are really is because feelings and emotions drive what we do. They inhibit and they facilitate reactions in our environment. Emotions are executive function skills that have a strong brain-body connection. 
Emotions are at the core of positively and negatively impacting our writing skills, and so are executive functions. Jan, I'm ready to kick off some of these questions that Nicole can give us some great gold nuggets. How about you? Yes, but before we do, we need to introduce our sponsor. Today's podcast was brought to you by Dodder Educational Consulting. We are a holistic, community-based organization that supports people with dysgraphia from the inside out. We use neuroscience and research-based content to design interventions for the whole classroom that can be completed in two minutes each day and thwart this disability before it becomes a challenge, all without raising the scepter, a pencil. You can find more information about our services by downloading the app, app.therightingglitch.com. That's app.therightingglitch.com. Use the hashtags, thewritingglitch and dysgraphia awareness, or tag Sherry Dodderer. We search every day for new ways to cheer you. We believe that every person is a king or queen of their own potential. Unleashing that potential starts with effective writing skills. Effective writing skills start by connecting the brain and body. Join the Writing Glitch community today. Nicole, what is executive function? Executive functioning skills, there's a couple of different ways people make analogies. It's sometimes they say it's like the air traffic control system of the brain and it's navigating everything coming in and out. But essentially executive functioning skills are what helps us get through our day to get things done that we want to do, get things done that we have to do in a way that's smooth, efficient, not stressful. And they develop from a very early age all the way through the age of 25. Executive functioning skills are basically like the root, the foundation of everything and anything that we do. It's really important to distinguish if it's something we want to do or something we have to do. You still need those executive functioning skills for both of those activities. That's a very important piece. Terry, what's your definition of executive function? I like the analysis of the air traffic control. I've been associating the executive function skills with the prefrontal cortex is the chief executive officer of the brain. And it is making associations with the environment relating everything that we're doing to associate with something else. It is the thing that's making those associations work. Nicole, how did you get into executive functioning skills? As an OT, we have this huge umbrella of all the great, wonderful, awesome ways we can help our clients, whether they're kids or adults, whether they're school-based or clinicians. Actually, the term executive functioning skills, I wasn't that familiar with it. And Sherry, I don't know, when we were in school, which was for me, it was quite a while ago, I never heard about executive functioning skills when I was in my clinic We didn't really talk about it either. I feel like maybe it was like a speech thing that we would hear, but I didn't, we didn't really use the term executive functioning skills as occupational therapists, or it wasn't as common in the community. I had a good friend of mine who was taking her little boy to a tutor and the tutor is, oh, what your son has is executive functioning 
skills, executive functioning disorder. And then she comes to me, she's like, you know what this is? And then as she's giving me the description of what it is, they have a hard time getting started doing things. They have a hard time completing activities. They have a hard time managing all their stuff. They second guess themselves a lot. And I was like, wait a minute. That's like what we do in our OT session all the time with all the kids. We naturally as OTs embed these executive functioning skills into our sessions. Now I had a fancy term to put with what executive functioning skills were, which as OTs, we already did in our. Was it easy to get information on these executive function skills or Um, what are your go-to resources? I started taking a couple of classes whenever I would see the term executive functioning skills, just so I would learn a little bit more about it and have a bigger foundation. I'm a learner. I love to learn. I love to read. I love to get information. But what I found was a lot of the resources were strictly to improve academics. In the world of executive functioning skills, people freak out when school isn't working, when they're struggling as a student. They either pull in a tutor, and if they're lucky, they get somebody to work on executive functioning skills. But again, it's focused on academics. As the occupational therapist, we know that executive functioning skills are needed for life skills, from managing your time to managing your leisure activities and managing your schoolwork. One of my favorite resources was the Smart But Scattered books with Dr. Peg Dawson. And I don't know how I came across it accidentally when I was doing one of my deep dives. She has a coaching program and I want to say it was like about six months. It was pretty intense. We got to work directly with her. It was a group coaching. It was great to hear the coaching model and then take it and apply it to what I do with occupational therapy in the group I was the only OT. Everybody's a teacher, a school person. It's very unique, I feel, to have occupational therapy, look at executive functioning skills with our OT hat on. As far as answering your question that you asked a little while ago, I never heard the word executive function until Ah. my first parent came to me and said, what executive function skills is my son missing? And I went, what the are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And It was after that I started really diving into what that meant. And I did also find Peg Dawson's book, Smart But Scattered, and that helped me as well understand the connections. We learned different terms in OT school than executive function, but we learned the material. We learned it differently. Right. Just like the terminology and maybe the perspective is a little bit different. I agree. We didn't really hear about it. Our goal is to get people independent to get our kids independent. And if you don't have executive functioning skills, you cannot be independent. It's a perfect combination of the resources. If we want to, we can jump right in. I have a special treat for all of your listeners. If you guys are ready to jump into that, I can give it a go. Go right ahead. I'm looking for the gold. Write down these little tips that I'm going to give you guys. We're going to do a deep dive into the three myths you didn't know about executive functioning skills. And I think it's good to write them down because since we are talking about handwriting as well, when we write things down, we create that motor memory. We listen to information and it's, oh, this is so great. But the minute we jot it down, even if we don't ever look at it again, somehow navigates itself into your brain and you remember it. I invite you guys to take notes and write these three things down. Three myths you never knew about executive functioning skills. Jerry, just chime in here whenever you want to add anything. First one, the myth is executive functioning skills just develop. They develop when they're 
babies and they just magically form throughout life and they become this perfectly functioning adult. It is partially true that as we're going through life, we develop and we learn executive functioning skills. A big misconception is that there's nothing that we can do to help develop the executive functioning skills. And that's really important to learn because a lot of times you as a parent get a diagnosis that your child, even as a teacher or student, has executive functioning skills, disorder, executive functioning difficulties. And you could look at it as a death sentence because if you're thinking they should have just developed and they didn't, now there's nothing we can do about it. Know that there's lots of things that we can do, put in the child's path to really develop a variety of these executive functioning skills. The other one that I wanted to jump into, the myth that is huge is, again, people think if you have executive functioning skills disorder and executive functioning skill difficulties, even if they're not calling it that, they're saying Mary is so disorganized, that's just the way she is. There's nothing we can do. That's another myth. That is absolutely not true because depending which way you look at it, some people say there's nine, some people say there's 11 executive functioning skills. And we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, knowing what you're good at and you want to do more and develop more of those skills. But we also want to know where we're struggling and scaffold and provide that just right experience so that skill develops little by little. It's not just going to magically happen. If Mary is naturally disorganized, she probably won't improve her organization unless we the awesome adults around her, put some experiences in there to help her. And these experiences don't need to be complicated. They don't need to cost tons and tons of money. They just need to be very intentional. That's why having a good foundation, knowing what we're good at, knowing what we're not good at is really the perfect recipe. Here's a good one. Executive function struggles mean that you have ADHD or some other official diagnosis, right? If you have executive functioning skills, whether it's with attention, whether it's with starting something, whether it's that self-talk you have in your head, then, oh, if you have that, then you have one of these disorders. Some of the people have both, right? They have the disorder, diagnosed and undiagnosed and executive functioning skills. But a lot of people don't. When I look at sensory processing information, we all have a sensory system that we deal with, right? What we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, depending on what was going on with our emotional state, sometimes our sensory preferences are freaking out and sometimes they're chill. So we all have sensory differences with executive functioning. Everybody has their own, almost like their own fingerprint, right? Some strengths, some weaknesses. And again, piggyback it with your emotional state will make you feel more forgetful, will make you not turn off the oven, (laughs) will make you write your homework and leave it on your desk. But that doesn't mean that you have a diagnosis. It means that you struggle with being organized and that's it. That's all it means. Sherry, you want to add on? I'm thinking of the word spectrum. It's a spectrum of condition where sometimes it even just depends on your hormones of the day. Exactly. Exactly. And that could be another topic, the hormones. Those are the three executive functioning skills just develop. That's a myth. It's a lie. Not true. Executive skill, functioning skills. If you have any difficulties, you're stuck. There's no hope. They're not going to get better. Another myth, not true. 
And executive functioning skills means that you have a diagnosis, whether it could be something on the autism spectrum, Asperger's, AD, again, 100% not true. If we have time, I have a bonus myth. If you have executive functioning struggle, it does not mean that you fit the description to have a diagnosis, right? However, some people do have a diagnosis of AD, attention deficit, hyperactive, not hyperactive and attentive, and you take your medication, right? The myth that I'm going to bust right here is that the medication does not teach executive functioning skills. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Executive functioning skills do not develop by taking any medication that you would be prescribed. We know these have to be developed intentionally. You got to know what you're good at. You got to know what you're not good at and work on them. The medication does allow for the person maybe to learn the skills a little bit better. But we know, and the research shows the best combination, if you have a diagnosis that requires medication, is the medication with a change in your life skills for the best success. So that is my bonus. You are incredible. The knowledge (laughs) that you have about executive function skills. Every time I talk to you, I learn something new every day. So thank Thank you, you, Nicole. No, thank you. Yeah, I really get passionate talking about it because it's important. Whenever you guys want, I have a special resource just for your listeners. Okay. Let's go and talk a little bit about this special offer that you have for our listeners. I have a resource page. It's an executive functioning guide, and it gives you a quick, easy to understand description of what each of the 11 skills are. And then the next piece tells you what it looks like when it's working. And then the next column, I wish I had a sample to show you guys, but we're on a podcast, so I can't show you. (laughs) The next (laughs) column shows you what it may look like when it's not working. A parent who's going to want this, a teacher, I want you to be able to briefly get an overview of what your child's strengths are and what they're not so strong at. And then I challenge you, look at yourself. Maybe this guide can help you figure out, oh, I'm really good at this. And that's why I do these things. And oh, I struggle with this. And now I have a name for it. I challenge you to do that. There is also opt-in that you're going to put in the show notes, Cherry. Yes. It is learn.nicolesantamaria.com backslash podcast Sherry. For your listeners, if they use the code Sherry10, they will be able to get 10% off a bundle of executive functioning workshops. I have been waiting for this podcast to access that 10% off myself. I'm looking <laughs> to it. But it'll have um, the executive foundation guide. And then the workshops, I kind of look at them like as a starter kit, almost like a fast pass. It's a workshop bundle. It goes into time awareness, organization, and working memory. At the time that we're recording this, they are $87 for all three, which is a great deal, their videos, a worksheet, and an action plan. It's not about just listening. It gives you a takeaway, which is an action plan on how you can implement it. But Sherry10 is the code for all your listeners. And the link will be in the show notes, but it is learn.nicolesantamaria.com backslash podcast Sherry. That will be in the show notes. Sherry, we're at the time in our podcast where we need to leave an intervention that helps teachers parents and occupational or speech therapists with their students. Sherry, do you have an intervention that a teacher could use that 
would take about two minutes to implement? I sure do. I've been looking at form constancy. And this goes back to the executive function because recognition makes those associations with the physical environment. If we don't have that executive function skills that they can recall, Mm -hmm. they're going to have difficult time with form constancy. What I like to do is I like to create a beat. And as I'm working on the beat, I like to use my left hand and I raise my left hand on the beat when I'm showing a beat on the screen. I like to raise my right hand on the beat when I'm showing a D on the screen. When I'm showing a P on the screen, my left leg raises. My right leg is raised when I show a Q. What I do is I create a worksheet and I put up a whole page that has four or five lines on it with the letters all mixed up. And then the students need to raise that arm for whatever letter is next in the sequence. We change the rate as they're achieving success. If we start in the morning and do this exercise right before they sit down to practice their writing skills, they have it in their head and they have a motion that's going to coincide with what they're learning. Leaving with you form constancy today. I always love that one. (laughs) This has been Jan Orkut, along with Sherry Dodderer, dysgraphia expert of the writing glitch. We have been interviewing Nicole Santa Maria about executive function skills. Nicole, can you go ahead and tell us again where they can find out more about you? You can find me at NicoleSantaMaria.com and we will have that all linked in the show notes. Our podcast releases on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month during the school year. Remember to use the hashtag, hashtag the writing glitch when sharing our episodes so we can thank you, D-L-I-T-C-H dot com. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, you were put here for such a time as this. Transform the classroom before raising the scepter, a pencil, to unleash student potential. Podcast post-production is managed by Sam C. Productions.